Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Monday night, yep. and it's time for our little movie review thing. Before we get into that, though, is it okay? Is everything correct? Yeah, no. No, not at <laughs> of all. Course the fan of course on. it's not. I look up and I said the fan isn't on. Hold on. Well, see. the fan hasn't been on the last few times. I'm going to burn up. I'm going to burn up. Well, because earlier today it was kind of cold in here, so I don't usually turn the fan on. I only turn the fan on yeah, like after I get out of the shower. There it goes, there it goes. What are you doing? It took a while. There. It's fine. I think you just pushed the wrong button. It's probably why I pushed I every button there twice, <laughs> and on the third so time, it, it's okay. the one. It's the one on the left. It's the right. one that, I don't know what the fuck the other okay. uh, the other one does. All right. Probably nothing. Uh, but yeah, so this is acceptable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before we get into talking about the movie, um, I would like to extend a like very sincere thank you to one of our listeners, Rachel, who gave us an extremely generous super thanks. On the Richard Simmons show. That's right. Give us a hundred dollars on the Richard on, on the on the Richard. We Center couldn't Oscar. believe what? it. Like I Tom, like I woke up in the middle because I fell asleep while we were watching I'd a movie last yeah. night, and I yeah, and I didn't see it. And he's like, I think somebody just gave us a hundred dollars on one of the videos. I'm like, what? And I yeah. was like so tired, so like I went yeah. in there and looked at him. Like holy shit. He's like, maybe not. Maybe I didn't see it right. So, but yeah. I went in there and looked. I was on and, a tablet. I and absolutely, it. someone did. So thank yeah. you very much, yeah. Rachel, because that was like I was like, wow. I hope they didn't like mistakenly. Because remember, I, I remember that happened to Dan Bell one time, like, because he always yeah. does live streams on Saturday night, and somebody accidentally sent him $500, and they yeah. had to send him $5, yeah. and they were freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, like, trying to figure out how to, like, give it back to them. Yeah. And, like, reverse it and stuff. But, yeah, it was just, yeah, like... Yeah, he had to get paid, and then he sent it back to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you don't get, like, Google AdSense, it's all uh, put into Google AdSense, like, with the ad revenue and everything yeah. like that, and you just get it on the 21st, so you yeah. have to, like, wait until you I saw that it. shit, and I said... I said, man, that that must <laughs> that must have been him, man. Maybe that was actually Richard Simmons. Yeah, that must have been Richard Simmons. If it was, yeah. Hey, man, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, I think I think we, you know, because I just always thought, like I said, the more that I like read about him and stuff, I'm like, wow, he just seems like a really nice yeah. man. You know what so, I mean? So um, that's a good reminder. If you're listening to the show recorded, don't forget to give us a super thanks. If you can't ever make it to the live show, give us a super chat. Yeah, just saying. But yeah, it was just I was. I was flabbergasted. I thought thank they had very much. made very a mistake or something. That is yeah. very, very generous of you. So thank you very much for that. So we don't usually do double feature. Well, I guess we did do a double feature because we did Hammer the other day. This is a double feature, but the two movies don't have fuck all to do with each other. We just decided to do these just because we kind of watched them like in quick succession, and I kind of wanted to talk about them both. We actually, over this weekend, we got into... We watched the whole um, Reanimator trilogy again. Yeah. Which, good. but we've already like we've already um already reviewed, reviewed all of those, so we don't we're gonna talk about those. But yeah, we just kind of got into like watching those again. Yeah, just all three of them because like they have all three of them on uh, Tubi actually. Yeah, for free. we also wanted to rewatch Necronomicon, but uh, nobody's got it anywhere. Nobody's got it. There's something wrong with the licensing for that. It's got to be. Like, yeah. you know, the one with Jeffrey Combs in it. Yeah. Another weird thing is that when we were watching movies last night, and we didn't review this one because I actually fell asleep, after we watched uh, Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity, the movie that came on after that, which, what was that called? The Phantom Empire? Phantom Empire, yeah. Happened to also have Jeffrey Combs in it. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Does somebody, like, know why? Yeah. It was just really weird. Yeah, it was, and it was right after Reanimator. Yeah, I think it was like 87 or 88 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it was just like, because he looked like real young still. Yeah, and he said he was from Miskatonic University. Which I said, man, he's writing his own fucking, he's writing yeah, his own. We're going to have to finish, we're going to have to finish that. Yeah. I, just, I fell asleep at the end. I yeah, was it was so tired. good. It was funny. Did you watch the whole thing? No. Oh, okay. 
It also had Ross Hagen in it, who, if you're an MSC fan, was in the Side Hackers. Mm. Except he's much older in this one. But I did like recognize some of the people in it. Yeah. So, okay, so the first one I want to talk about is Alone in the Dark. Now, there's a lot of movies called that. I think probably the best known one is the one didn't like fucking who's that crazy German that makes those terrible movies based on video games? No, I don't Uwe know. Uwe Boll. Yeah. He, I think he made one. People to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy like that like wants to beat people up for saying bad things. Well, he probably wants to beat me up now. But it's just like I'm just a girl, Uve. Yeah. Don't like you know what I mean. Although he's probably an old man, I can maybe take him. But um, <laughs> I don't think he's ever serious about it anyway. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I mean, it works. It gets headlines, yeah. I guess. But um, I don't know. So I think that there's a video game called Alone in the Dark, and I think he made an adaptation of it, which of course is terrible, like all his movies are. But this movie is nothing to do with that. This movie actually came out in 1982. I heard about it a couple of months back. Like, somebody recommended it on one of those underrated 80s horror movies mm-hmm. or whatever sites. And I, and I was like, man, look at that fucking cast. This has Jack Palance, Donald Pleasance, and Martin Landau. Yeah. And the dude that played What's-His-Face from The Running Man. Uh, yeah, he played uh, Electro. Electro. Yeah. From uh, yeah, heavy set guy Dwight Schultz. No, is that his name? I can't remember. I don't know. He's just was. that heavy set guy who could sing. Yeah, out. yeah, the big dude that yeah, yeah that was in the Running Man. Because I was just like, hey, yeah. I know that guy. Man, it makes me want to see that again. Well, I think it's, it's on. It, I think it's on Amazon Prime for bitch, free. I got that shit on Blu-ray. We can watch it after the show if you want to. Okay, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see that fucking movie, man, I get nostalgia for it. And Lil Swole is going back to New York, so I won't be seeing him around. He made a whole nostalgic video. I posted it on. Um, Tom shitty movies, and in my new newsfeed on um, on uh, Facebook, and it's got the, the, his 15 years here in Florida. It's got him and his New York friends, and in the background's got fucking the uh, the soundtrack in the back's got music that was relevant in a time that the video clip came from. It's got a lot of me and Jen in it. It's got um, Kaylee before she died, and then all those other girls like Jillian and shit that he was hanging out with. Yeah, they're all in it. It's a good little clip. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I like relived like fifteen years. Tom is like getting all misty eyed, flashback, and yeah. nostalgic about it's it. Like, damn, every time I see myself, man, I look fucking young as shit. Had hair and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you still have hair. Yeah, I got you, hair. Just you just you just shave it up. You just shave it up. Yeah, what's there is not as good as it used to be. <laughs> That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Danny Rowling said, "Smart thinking on the double feature review. Hopefully, more to come." Yeah, it's like I don't want to get into a thing where it's like now I feel pressured to like watch two movies, but sometimes, you know, if we're not doing anything over the weekend or something, or if it's still early and we watch a movie and it's like, ah, fuck it, let's watch another one. Like sometimes we'll watch two and they're both like worth talking about. Yeah, so these we'll are B movies, so it doesn't take long to cover them. Right, right, right. Yeah. So they're not like artistic masterpieces where you have to like kind of go into like write a dissertation yeah. about the shit. You it's know, just what something mean? you can drink and watch these and fucking laugh. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They're good. Although I'm gonna say, like, Alone in the Dark, like I said, so this came out in '82. Now it's usually um, classed as a slasher, which it kind of is. This is really interesting because I don't usually like watch the trailers for movies and stuff like that before I watch them. But for this one, for whatever reason, um, this might—I don't, I'm not really sure where this movie is streaming. I just watched it on YouTube because somebody uploaded it for free on there like a decent copy and it just so happened that somebody had put the was had you know uploaded the trailer to you so i was like oh fuck it i'll watch the trailer because i was waiting for him to come out of the bathroom or something and the trailer for this movie makes it look like a completely different fucking movie 
Which I guess a lot of trailers do that, don't they? Even ba even back then they did it. They do Which it now too. What are you talking about now? Alone in the Dark. Okay. The Donald Pleasance one. I didn't see the trailer, I don't think. Yeah, I think you were in the bathroom. Yeah. Like I said, I was just watching it because I was fucking around. But the trailer for this, like all the scenes in the trailer are indeed in the movie, but the context for them is completely different. I think they were trying to make it look more like a standard 80s slasher. And this isn't really a slasher. It kind of is. No, it's not. But not really. It's more like something that Carpenter would have made. Almost like yeah. Assault on Precinct 13. Tom was saying this is a lot more like a Carpenter movie. Yeah. Like it's not as good as a Carpenter movie, but it's still pretty. It's odd. It's just yeah. a very odd movie. If you like Carpenter type stuff, then this, yeah. this is there with it. Yeah. Where, you know, there's a damn, basically a, a mental hospital. It's like called The Haven. Yeah, it's an insane asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the people that own it are letting the letting the lunatics run the asylum. They're well, kind of. Yeah, they kind of. They, yeah. They, they have trustees and stuff. And a power outage happens. And the crazy people think, one guy thinks he did it. And they have a big riot breaks out. And crazy people get out. And then they, they run around in the damn gang and uh, create mayhem. And, uh, you know, it's like something out of Carpenter. Or, you know, or if you've ever seen VFW, which is a Carpenter-like film, it's like that. VFW is much better, but... Oh, and if you haven't seen VFW, please watch VFW. Yeah, yeah VFW. Because <laughs> it's, it's really good. Yeah. Especially if you like Carpenter flicks. It's yeah. very Carpenterian. Right. So you could, this is kind of like a fake Carpenter movie. Kind of. Like, especially in the second half. Yeah. Because I feel like it's almost kind of, like, divided into two halves. Because, like, the first half, like, Donald Pleasance plays a dude named Dr. Bain. And he runs this asylum. Now, at first, when I was watching the movie, um, I thought, now, is he one of the patients? And they're just, like, letting him run the shit? But no, he's an actual doctor. And I discovered on Wikipedia that he his character is actually kind of based on a real dude um, who was his big philosophy was the, one of the ways to treat um, insanity or treat mental illness was to kind of I don't know if I'd say encourage it but he, I don't know he had like some unorthodox methods let's put it like that so so Donald Pleasance's character is based on that character so he runs this asylum Almost as though he's kind of like fostering their delusions a little bit. Because there's one really funny scene where this lady is coming up and she's telling him that she thinks that her intestines are coming out and strangling her or something like that. And he like totally acts like that's legit and that's real. And how, how she can stop him from doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like encouraging their delusions and he thinks that's going to make them get better. And it's like, so most of the people in there are like not you know, dangerous or anything. So he just kind of lets him run loose. And he's kind of crazy, too, and he's just, like, constantly high. <laughs> like He's, like, smoking pot through the whole thing, like it seemed like. But there is this one kind of higher security floor, which is, like, the third floor. And these guys are kind of, like, the dangerous dudes. Like, there's, like, a child molester and, you know, like, a murderer and stuff like that. And they are actually locked up. But Donald Pleasance actually just calls them voyagers. You know what I mean? Like, rather than crazy people or whatever psychopaths or whatever so um it so happens that a new doctor comes to this hospital and for whatever reason one of the guys on the third floor who's played by jack palance gets it in his head that the new doctor killed the old one right the in, in reality the old one just moved to another hospital like got another job but they get the idea that the new doctor has killed the old one 
So they decide, like all the dangerous lunatics, decide that they're going to kill the doctor, that they're going to get out somehow. And then it so happens that there's kind of like a town-wide blackout. And because the psychopaths are behind like this electronically controlled door or whatever, they all get out and start running around in the street. And they specifically target the home of the doctor and like his family, like his wife and his daughter. And I think his sister, his sister is also staying there too. Um, who's like older and she, and she has like some mental problems too. Like she had a nervous breakdown and she just got out. So there's that whole subplot also. So this was actually directed by a guy named um, Jack Shoulder. I think is how you pronounce his last name. He also directed uh, Freddy's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, uh, quote unquote, the gay one. He directed that one, Freddy's Revenge. Uh, Also directed Wishmaster 2, and a movie called The Hidden, which I think I've seen, but I can't really remember much about it. Um, So this was actually his first movie. His was directorial debut. So... This, like I said, it's very Carpenter. It's very John Carpenter. Another interesting thing about this movie is that one of the lunatics that escapes, um, who's like a, I think he's like a serial killer or like a rapist or strangler. He's a strangler, right? He's a serial killer. Yeah. He's called the Bleeder because his nose bleeds, like when he attacks women. And you don't see his face like at first because he's like has a weird thing about that. So when they get out and they loot, start looting shit and like picking up weapons and stuff. He puts on a hockey mask, right? Like Jason. Like Jason. Now, there's kind of like a bone of contention about this because this movie came out before Friday the 13th 3, which was the first one that had Jason in the hockey mask, right? But I think this was being shot at around the same time. So a lot of people have been like, well, one did, rip, did one rip off the other one? Or, you know, was it just a weird coincidence that he just happened to put a hot... It doesn't look exactly the same as the Jason hockey mask. It's, it's slightly different. It had a bunch of different hockey masks, and it's, but, they just picked one. Yeah, so a lot of people have kind of pointed that out. They're like, wow, that's really weird that like they just came out. Maybe they maybe they were shooting them at, at roughly the same time, and the Somebody crew heard, heard about what maybe. they Maybe. You know, put a hockey mask. The other movie's doing that. It's a good. It looks really cool. Yeah, we'll put a hockey mask on. You'll probably know it would become iconic. I guess not. Yeah, because the first two Friday the Thirteenth movies, like, Didn't well, happen. the well, the first one, obviously, his mom was the killer. Yeah. Spoiler alert! And the second one, he had a fucking burlap sack over his yeah, head. Yeah, burlap bag with a hole in it. Yeah, so he didn't even go. Which, like, yeah. the Phantom Killer of Texarkana, yeah. which I thought, I thought that was where they got that idea from. Yeah. But yeah, so he didn't get the hockey mask till the third movie. So I think this this movie actually came out before the third movie did. So I loved those movies when I was fucking young, man. I did too. One, two, and three. Loved I still like them. I still yeah, like them. I got them. I got them on Blu-ray. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> they're a lot of fun to watch. They're not as gory as I remembered them. They're, they're really rock. not. It's really, also, if you watch yeah. them now, they're very tame. Yeah, and they're also not very scary. No. When I was a kid, they were fucking scared the shit out of me. I'd be looking out, looking out the window at night, hoping that I wouldn't Thinking see anybody looking in. Looking in. <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tammy says, what? His mom? LOL. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to burst your bubble on that. Uh, Ben says, have you ever done a show on Postal or Uwe Ball in general? No, but we probably should. But like I said, he might want to kick our asses then. Yeah. I've never really seen any of his movies. I don't think I have either. Um, I've heard about him just tangentially because a lot of people kind of like, you know, give him shit and stuff. But he's kind of... And maybe he's made other movies too. I don't really know. But I feel like he's kind of mostly known for making... Bad video game adaptation. Yeah, he came to my attention when people were slamming him over Blood Rain. How bad yeah. the movie Blood Rain was. But I, I mean, never seen how the movie. bad could it be? 
We gotta see it. Really? I guess we gotta see it. I, we'll see. I guess I have, like, um... I'm a lot more tolerant of like bad because like sometimes people say like oh my god this movie is like the worst fucking thing ever and I watch it and I'm just like it wasn't that bad you know what I mean it's just like it was just mediocre because it's like, I guess because I watched so much MST and I was like you want to see some fucking bad movies there's some fucking bad movies on there yeah. they were just made like with a fucking you know yeah. watch Manos the Hands Blood of Rain, Fate and then Blood get back Rain, to me. I think had uh, either Udo Kier in it or. The guy, shit. Well, now see, that makes me want to watch it because yeah, I love it. Or, or it had the, the bald guy. What's his name? He was in that gangster movie. The bald guy uh, in the, the gangster. Yeah, the British gangster movie. The bald guy. Uh, uh, he's an older guy. He's bald. Um. Shit. You're not really helping. Kind of a foreign name. You're not. Him, you're not narrowing it down all that him, much. He played the Pharaoh in fucking one in, in one of the story of Joseph, made for TV. Oh he's, he's shit! Kind of a, what the fuck is that dude's name? Actor. I know who you're talking about. What he the fuck like is that motherfucker's name? Rich guy, but he's, I don't know if he is. What the fuck is that motherfucker? I forgot that guy's name. Daniel Rowling said, "Is it Ben Kingsley?" Yeah, Ben. Yeah, Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. There you go. Exactly. I, th- I also love Ben Kingsley. Yeah, he, I think Blood Rain has Ben, King, ben Kingsley. I think you might be right about yeah, that. So. Actually, yeah, he got it. Ben, ben Kingsley. That's right. Well, I figured somebody was going to know. Yeah. One of these days, we'll watch this movie. Watch that movie and review it. Because I'm kind of curious. Although I kind of feel like, look, if you're going to make a movie, it either has to be really good or like great, or it has to be like so shitty that it's like really entertaining. Like if it's just in between, it's just going to fall in the cracks. You know what I mean? And I kind of feel like, I think I'll be disappointed if I watch this movie that so many people say, oh my God, it's so terrible. And then I watch it and it's just meh. You know what I mean? I'm like, I want it to be like just fucking outrageously terrible. You gotta like you gotta get one extreme or the other. I can't I can't answer it, Jen. I gotta see. <laughs> I'd have to, I played the game Blood Rain, and I think Blood Rain too. I liked them. Yeah. The Xbox, the old Xbox. I thought they were great games. And then I'd heard through the grapevine that they made a movie. It was terrible. And yeah. I, I didn't bother seeing it. I kind of feel like until recently, most adaptations they made of video games were pretty terrible. Yeah, I think he did a bunch of Resident Evil movies. I think that had what's her name in it. That girl from Wait, did he make film? the Resident Evil movies? Because those so. actually, well, now I've only seen I like think, the first one or two, and those yeah. it wasn't they, they weren't that bad. I think they he were made bad. those too. Although I saw one of the later ones, or part of one of the later ones, and it was yeah. pretty sucky. That had that Eastern European chick in it. Yeah, yeah, I know, what I know what you're talking about. One from Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember her name either. Right. I'll remember it in a second. But um, I don't even think I watched the whole thing. Like it wasn't like I said, it wasn't egregiously terrible. I was just kind of like, meh. You know what I mean. Ben says, uh, Postal is amazingly good. <laughs> is it? Okay. I don't believe you. <laughs> but I might watch it anyway. Um, Danny Rowling said, Donald Pleasance did a good job in the 1988 Italian Giallo-style film by Ruggiero Diodato, Phantom of Death. It's got ninjas in it, too. I've actually heard of that, but I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, because he, he did a lot of films in Italy. He did some shitty ones, like Puma Man, and he also did pretty good ones, like that the, Dario Argento movie. The agenda, we're talking about Puma Man. We were just talking about Puma Man yesterday. It's the only Superman movie where the, where the superhero wears slacks. Yeah, from, like from JCPenney. Yeah, it's like his mom dressed him. <laughs> wow, yeah. Now I was like, now I kind of want to watch the MST of Puma yeah. Man again. They had a fucking field day with That's that right. movie. Miley it was so Yolovich. ridiculous. Yeah. They're, they're saying all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm getting behind. Yeah, you're getting behind. Uh, Silent Hill is a pretty good movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I liked Silent Hill. 
And uh, yes, might have been, been it was Silent Hill or Resident Evil. I don't know what it is. I don't remember. But see, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think that German dude made those right. though, because I think those were actually like pretty yeah. decent. Yeah, Ben said he specializes in computer game adaptations. Yeah. Blood Rain, Postal, something about a king. Okay. Something. But, uh, yeah. He said that the girl from Blood Rain, what was her name? Uh, Mila Jovovich. No, the girl from Blood Rain. Oh. Um, where? Danny Rilla Ghostface said something, I think. Um, I don't see what you're looking at. It's gone. I don't see what you're looking at. No, no, right there. Christina Loken. Oh. Blood Rain. Blood where are you seeing that? I don't see it. I may, maybe I'm behind. Chesticles. She yeah, shared her chesticles. Big, though? Her chesticles. Were they big, though? That was the, That's the thing, and we'll get into that when we talk about the next movie. They show them all day long, and they're not big. I, you know. Tom's just like, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Mine are bigger. He's not impressed. Like, Mine are bigger. <laughs> He's not impressed. <laughs> with, your, with your small chesticles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um... Oh, Slasher Friends said, in the 90s, there was a Nightmare on Elm Street Nintendo game. Yeah, I remember that. And also a Friday the 13th Nintendo game. I It makes me laugh that, like, in the 80s and 90s, there was so much, like, uh, Friday the 13th stuff and Nightmare on Elm Street stuff that was, like, marketed to kids. I just there thought was that like was, a like, rip-off arcade game called Splatterhouse. I fucking loved it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You played Jason going through a haunted house, fighting fucking all kinds of monsters. You could pick up weapons. And fight them. You're fighting all the. You, know, you, you didn't get to. One? You didn't get to kill camp counselors. Ah, uh, you're know. in hell. That's a shame. You're in hell in this oh, fucking okay. haunted house. They probably have a game like that nowadays. I would imagine. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Tom's <laughs> yeah. not a real enthused. No. I guess maybe no, maybe when we talk about the next movie, you'll get more enthused because there's boobies in it. Mm. But um, but yeah. So the okay. So alone in the dark. I didn't love it. I thought there were some pacing issues, but I like that it was kind of like a slasher, but they did some different shit with it. You know what I'm saying? And it also has like a real good twist, which I'm not going to spoil because I think a lot of people have not seen this, which I actually didn't realize was a twist until later, you know, kind of, because I, I don't know. I was paying attention, but maybe not really. So I was just kind of like, oh, oh, I didn't. And, and also... I'm not sure if I love the ending. Like, I get I get what he was trying to say with it. You know what I mean? But the ending was just kind of like, oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. that kind of thing. Like, I get what he was trying to say. Also, I like that there was uh, a band called The Sick Fucks in this. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, they go to this nightclub, and the sister... The first time the sister and that what's what was her character's name? Tony, I think was her name. And she shows up to visit her brother and her sister in law, and she is wearing the most eighties outfit that has ever eighties in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, it was like the whole full on like stripes. I think she had leg warmers. I think she had like her hair pulled off in a ponytail to one side with like pink streaks in it. Purple it jacket was, with orange trim. Or it was yeah. Trim. It was it was something else because I was just like wow that is peak eighties right there. Asymmetrical glasses that look like a damn triangle. Did she have those? Yeah, I think it was. The, 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 the I remember. I remember that. Like, oh I think she had those. I might have had a pair Fucking of those terrible. when I was really little. Yeah. Like that somebody gave to me or something yeah. like that. But yeah, so they go to this nightclub, which I think, it, what is it called? Stumps or something like that, with, which also has like the most pointy like 80s kind of font imaginable. And you go in there and there's this band and they had 
the, like one of them had they had like a big like paper mache axe and like then one of them had like a big paper mache machete or something like that I want to say and then they were doing a song about like chopping people up or something I, I couldn't really understand the lyrics but um but yeah so the so the super 80s sister she gets in the mosh pit in the beginning which was like a pretty because I even said it, I was like that's a pretty weak sauce uh, mosh pit. I don't think anyone's going to get her in there. It's just, everyone's just kind of jumping around. You know what I mean? But they were trying to show that the sister is like, oh man, she's like so she's so crazy. It was that kind of thing. Because I think kind of the the point of the movie and, you know, what they were trying to say at the end was that because they, I think they even had this in the dialogue too, where they were just saying, oh, well, you know, the crazy people that are in the asylum, it's just like, oh, it's crazier out there. You know what I mean? So I think they were kind of trying to push that home, which I'm not really sure if they were successful in doing that. But I don't know. Like, if you like weird slashers, I wouldn't call this a slasher outright. Don't go into this expecting a, a slasher. And if you watch the trailer, the movie is really nothing like that. Like I said, all of the scenes in the trailer are indeed in the movie, but it's not... Um, it, it's not anything like the trailer makes it look. It's it's trying to look like a standard teen slasher because try to sell. it focuses on the younger characters. Like it shows the sex scene between um, what was that? Like the babysitter's name Binky or whatever her name was. Like her and her boyfriend like having sex or something like that. She was like it literally. That was like the only scene she was in. I think yeah. she was only in like one or two scenes. She wasn't like a big character or anything. They just used her to sell a movie. Right. So so they focused <laughs> on that kind of stuff and they yeah. didn't focus hardly at all on Donald Pleasance or Martin Landau or um, or Jack Palance, who were kind of more the main characters. Them and like the doctor guy and his wife and their kid who Those were like guys the main were kind characters. Of fading star slash has been. I guess. Era. They, 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 you couldn't get the young horror crowd into the, into a movie to watch those guys. They were sick of them. Those are the dudes you'd see on television. Yeah, it's like and, here's this, but here's this movies. here's this scene with like this blonde chick that's only in the movie for like two minutes. Yeah, come see the movie. Like yeah. having sex with her boyfriend in the bed and then them getting murdered. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so it does have slasher like scenes in there, and probably the second half of it, like you said, is almost kind of like Assault on Precinct Thirteen. It's like a siege. Yeah. Kind of thing because the doctor and his wife and the um and their daughter the daughter's an awesome character, by the way, or their little nerdy yeah. daughter. Her name's Lila or something. Um and she's like real funny, she's like real uh sarcastic. It's kinda like Salt on Precinct thirteen and, and Halloween had a baby. Kinda. And they're and they're all kinda like so they're all holed up in the house yeah. like while all of these maniacs are like outside. Yeah like kind of trying to get in you know yeah. what I mean so the second half is kind of like that so don't go into it like thinking it's a slasher because it's not exactly but it's interesting like I think they did like some interesting shit with it and it's surely it's it's really kind of like um, pretty original for the time it's just interesting to me how they marketed it even the poster kind of looks like a slasher movie it's just like a like a leg with a somebody carrying an axe or something like that which like I said that does happen in the movie but it's not you could take this movie remake it and make a fucking cool ass movie for no money you could actually. This yeah. is it's a good concept. Yeah. It's this a good wasn't concept. Quite executed right. Yeah. They didn't have any money. That's part of it. Like I said, yeah. I liked this movie. I didn't love it. It's a great idea. I thought it just I thought it just had some pacing issues was I yeah. think my major I'd issue. I take with this it. shit. I take something like this and spice it up and re-edit it and shoot it with the right uh, um, soundtrack or you know or score and make it a fake carpenter flick kind of like VFW. That's what I would do with it. Yeah. If it had a Carpenter-type score, it'd have been great. 
And I mean, honestly, like I said, if you're going to remake Tight a movie, yeah. this one is one that, I don't know if it's totally forgotten or anything like that, because it did get kind of a nice Blu-ray release and everything like a, like a while back. But, um, you know, people still kind of remember it, but it's still pretty niche. It's still pretty cult. Yeah. So I feel like if you're going to remake something, maybe make something like this. Because, like I said, it's kind of a good idea to, like, think of these, like, four lunatics, essentially. And one of them, I mean, Jack Palance's character, he's kind of like the, the ringleader, sort of. And he's the one whose idea it is. So they all are kind of going to do what he says you know what i mean so he just like and they all bust out like during a blackout so i think that's kind of like a cool idea and then i think there was also some kind of like um misdirect i think because one of the characters the guy like the electro guy from the running yeah. man um he was like a child molester and they did a little bit with that that also, i thought was kind of cleverly also done. known as a pdf file a pdf file yeah that's one of my that's one of my that's one of my favorite <laughs> Keep from getting that's one of my favorite euphemisms. <laughs> like calling them a PDF file. Yeah. I don't know who came up with that, but that's like really <laughs> funny that I first heard of that like a long time ago. But yeah, it's a decent flick. I don't know what streaming service it's on. I just watched it on YouTube. But I'm assuming that since they, I don't know if it was Shout Factory or Arrow that put it out, but somebody put out like a nice Blu ray of it not too long ago because I know a lot of people reviewed it probably like a year or two back. Um, so I don't know how long it's going to be up on YouTube. That's what I'm saying. Because somebody might be like, hey, what's that doing there? And well, it's like, not take fresh it looking. It's not HD yeah. or anything. Right, right, right. So, yeah, it's not, like, fantastic, but it's yeah. decent. It was it was yeah, decent looking. But free. it might be, like, streaming elsewhere, yeah. I'd imagine. And it's totally worth watching, like, if you're into 80 slashers, but with a different thing going on that are, like, have a kind of Carpenter kind of vibe to them. It's not fantastic, but I don't know. I really liked it. And it had, like, some weird imagery. And like I said, fucking... Donald Pleasance is. I've seen a couple reviews of this, and they said he's almost like the anti Dr. Loomis. Yeah. Kinda. Like, cause he's still like a psychiatrist, but he's kind of loopy. And he's having fun with a, with yeah. the role. It seems like he never like. phones it in. He does. He good never job. does. Yeah. And that's what Landau we. Landau did a good job too, actually. Martin Landau yeah. is terrifying in this yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think one of the things, and I can't remember if you guys remember, and this was like a long time ago. Remember Bravo, the channel, did Bravo's 100 scariest movie moments, and then they did like 100 more scariest movie moments, or something else, something like that. I'm pretty sure that the scene where Martin Landau comes to the doctor's house and says he's got a telegram, like he's got the hat that he took yeah. from the from the postal guy that he yeah. ran over, and he like is trying to get the wife to let him in. I'm pretty sure that was on there because when that scene came in the movie, I was like, I have seen this scene before, like multiple times. Yeah. So this must have turned up on some like scariest movie scene list because Martin Landau looks like, holy shit. Like if he turned up at my fucking doorstep looking like that, I'd probably just yeah. shoot him on general principle. Now we called that other guy Electro, the guy who played in, yeah. in, 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 in Running Man. I don't think that's what his name in Running Man was. I think it was Dynamo. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. It was Dynamo. Yeah, you're right. He could shoot electricity. He had a damn dune buggy. He could sing opera. And uh, Yeah, he was an opera singer. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, he, it was the could, same dude because yeah, he, he recognized plays, him. He plays a fucking frightening character in this. He is, yeah. Big-ass baby Huey-like PDF file. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty creepy. Yeah. And he it's pretty creepy. Gets his hands on a little girl, talks to her. It's fucking weird. Yeah. And Let's go up to your room and yeah, I'll yeah. show you how I can make anything with paper. Yeah, right, yeah. And I'm it's just like, oh, thing. no. <laughs> it was he like does a, kill her. No, no, he no, no, he no, didn't he kill her. She shows up alive later. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because they lead you to believe that he killed her. 
That's what I mean. They did like a lot of really good, cool shit with that. But like I said, I'm gonna say I like Donald Pleasance in this because he's just playing like a completely loopy weirdo, and I was kind of into that. And um, but I'm gonna say like I think Martin Landau kind of steals the show. Although Jack Palance is pretty scary in this too because he plays like a total psycho. Also, yeah. Um, but Martin Landau just like the facial expressions he makes and shit like that is just so fucking creepy. It's a low budget movie. So fucking creepy. But every one of these actors has been in much lower budget movies than this. Oh yeah, big so time. So this is actually one of the better ones. It, you know, one of the better low budget movies that these guys have been in. Yeah. It's like a it's like a Carpenter flick. So you know, it's all right. It's good. Yeah. I didn't yeah, I didn't mind I, it. I, I thought it was it pretty good. It could have been fixed. I'd have put a better score on it. Uh, I'd have put a fucking the thing is, it's not a Carpenter movie. Yeah, I'd make it sound like a Carpenter movie and edit it <laughs> to be like a Carpenter movie. You did would it'd be it'd be better. Yeah, yeah. Ben says, "Who is the better psychiatrist, Doctor Loomis or Doctor Lecter?" <laughs> and Tammy said, "At least Doctor Loomis wouldn't eat you." Yeah, that's kind of a point in his favor. Lecter, he, gonna ate, say. Lecter ate you because you deserved it, though. He only <laughs> ate you if you were rude. Yeah, <laughs> the free range. So rude. Like, what he did is that uh, he ate bad guys. <laughs> See, uh, see, see, uh, what was it? Hannibal Rising. That gives his backstory. It's a fucking great movie. I mean, everybody that gets eight in that probably had it coming. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> He's basically yeah, a very I mean. evil Batman. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. is what he is. That's like a, like a vigilante. Yeah, he's like a vigilante. Yeah. Hunting down war criminals and eating them because they killed his daughter. Or his sister. sister. His, sister. his little, his baby yeah. sister. Yeah, it is a fucking And great. ate her. And they ate her. Yeah, and he is, like, from a rich fucking aristocratic family up in fucking... They were from Lithuania, I think, were they? He was a Lithuanian. Something like that. And then he was uh, related to uh, some French royalty, or not royalty, nobility, and uh, ended up going to his uncle's house when he ran across back across the Iron Curtain. And it turned out his uncle had died, but he started living with her, with his widow, with his uncle's widow, who was a Japanese aristocrat. Was name Lady Mirasaki, I think is what her name was. And she taught him how to fucking run a sword and basically the way of the, the basically the way of the the warrior and shit. Some fucking Musashi, and he became a primitive one man warrior who ate people who were bad. You know, and it's where he came from, in between the the Germans and the Soviet Union fighting in this no man's land where people were starving to death and people were eating each other. He was just a monster. As they do. He was. He, he learned. Picked this up as a little kid. So it's it's great. See Hannibal Rising, and I think it's a French movie, but it's all in English. I think the French made it. It got a bunch of awards, man. It's it's a period piece, and the fucking all the way down to the motorcycles and the and the guns and the fucking and uh, the, the 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 clothes that they're wearing. A fucking Russian T thirty four shows up. The t- way the tank shows up, and I looked at it, man. And the detail was superb. It was exactly like a T-34 that you'd see on the Eastern Front. It, they even had a bicycle strapped to the fucking turret when they did that. Because when the tank's parked, you can't drive the tank down and go get a fucking bottle of wine or anything. You had to ride a bicycle. That's what the tank crews were riding bicycles around when the tanks were parked. Which, that's, you know, fucking great detail. The shit strapped to the side of the tank. Gen X Jason said, I'm down to one marijuana cigarette a day, and I saved it today for this show. Okay. Aw, thank you very Smoke much. Smoke up. I appreciate that. Smoke up. Uh, Oracle said Jack Palance didn't have to work too hard to be scary as fuck. That is absolutely true. He's creepy. He was kind of creepy. Although, like I said, Martin Landau is like 100 times creepier. Jack Palance was 
He didn't look creepy when that styrofoam hit him in the head, though. <laughs> you know exactly. Jack Palance was, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> was Jack Palance was also in some questionable movies. movies. But like I said, hey, actors got to eat too, man. Yeah. And it's just kind of like they're probably not happy about it either. But they're just kind of like, hey, whatever. It's a paycheck, so you got to show up and do the shit. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Um, so, Out, Outlaw of Gore. Outlaw, yeah, it was a Outlaw rock Gore. bottom sci-fi. It was an Italian sci-fi, sci-fi movie, movie based on, like, a, I think it was a yeah. series of comic books. Yeah. And, and he wears this ridiculous hat that on MST they called it his split-top butter-top hat. <laughs> and uh, He's in the fucking, he, he's in the bridge of some spaceship, wasn't it? In no, a, it was, was he it? was, like, in his wizard cave in or whatever. Wizard cave that yeah, there's not, it's not a spaceship. Okay. They, he goes to, like, another dimension that's, 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 that's like, an old... <laughs> That's like sword and sorcery. It starts collapsing on him, and fucking the walls are falling in and dirt and shit. And fucking a, one of the beams comes and hits him. It's a big old thing of styrofoam. It very, very bounces clearly. off Boink. his head. It's very obviously styrofoam. <laughs> and he and he plays it off like it didn't happen. He just stays a character. <laughs> stays a character through the whole thing. Like I said, I admire that. Bounces off his wig. <laughs> or that? No, it was a giant hat a he was hat. wearing. Yeah. It's like this ridiculous fucking. <laughs> yeah. It's a ridiculous fucking hat. That was yeah. also another good MST episode, yeah. Outlaw of Gore. Oh my god! And what is yeah. that? All those fucking eighties like sword and sword, sword and sorcery, yeah. like sword and sandal movies were like so fucking. Yeah, funny. they were all Conan ripoffs. They were so. Don't bad. see any of those. Just see Conan. Unless you watch the MST versions, the those are absolutely other, worth watching. The only other Conan ripoff that's is watchable is Conan Two, which is a Conan ripoff. Yeah, well, it's got Arnold in it and everything, but it's not the same director. Yeah. And it's like a Conan ripoff. Yeah, Oracle said the Gore series was a set of novels written by John Norman. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and reportedly it started out as a moneymaker, then he started uh, believing his own crap. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's what happens. You get too much into that. Okay, let's get to the second Oh, one. wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, a, couple more fa- a couple more fun facts about Alone in the Dark that I had forgotten okay. about right. was that I think this was the first movie produced by the famous New Line Cinema, who later became uh, very known for the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. They actually even called it the house that Freddy built because that was where they made all their money. Um, Also, the director had also been the editor on the 1981 slasher movie The Burning, uh, which also Tom Savini worked on, so there's that as well. Also, the original version for this was supposed to involve the mafia, but it's like they didn't have the budget, so they're like, well, yeah. we'll just make it like a home invasion kind of thing that's yeah. cheaper because we can just like shoot it in a house. Yeah, we don't need the mafia. But, so, so we don't need like all the mafia yeah. and all that kind of like business. So yeah, so that's what that was uh, supposed to be. But yeah, like, so it's on YouTube still, at least <laughs> as the day that we're talking. Um, but it's probably like somewhere else too. But it's absolutely worth watching. I thought it was like pretty good. It's weird, but it's like pretty good. So this second movie, so we're scrolling through Amazon Prime last night. Or freebie or whatever it was. And we're looking at the horror movies that are free to watch. And I saw this. I actually watched the trailer for this the other day. I'm like, oh my god, this looks this looks hysterical. We should totally drink and watch this one night. So last night we decided, this is the night. I said, do you want to watch Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity? So I showed him the trailer and he's like, oh my god, we absolutely have to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer was great. The trailer, right. is the trailer was in a way better than the movie, but the movie was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trailer is lo- doing a lot of lying about what kind of movie it is. That's what it, it seems to be a common theme. It's just these hot chicks in leather bikinis or, or fake leather bikini, not leather. What do you call it? Rawhide bikinis. Yeah, like, like I think like they're supposed fur- to be rabbit skin, rabbit skin or something. Fucking, they're in, they're chained up, and they're just these victims, and fucking this dude is assaulting them, and they're just, and then it's got a voiceover about. How, you know, fucking, 
hot they are and how much they're going to be fucking assaulted and shit. It's just it's how, fun. Much, how much assaulting there's going yeah, to be. Yeah, how much assaulting there's oh, going to be. Oh, <laughs> boy. And then they go, it's a, it's, it's a big movie. It's got big fucking this and big that. And then it fucking, then they show like, a, uh, what was it? Big uh, fucking, uh, what was it? Effects or something. Big adventure. Was it big adventure? No, it's a no. big scale or something. They're showing like outer space, fucking the ship going through outer space, and they go and big girls. And it's got that <laughs> one chick. She's sitting up, and fucking just big old boobs and shit. <laughs> you can't see them because really, because she's behind a like a gauze, bed curtain gauze bed curtain thing or something. And uh, you know they're fucking fighting and shit, and they got swords. It looks like barbarian girls, you know, in right. space. There's robots in it. I go, yeah, I gotta see this one. I was like, yeah, this looks like this, this looks like fun, right? And it starts instantly. They're fucking getting running through the fucking jungle in the middle of the night and with the boing boing yeah boing, yeah boing, 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 yeah. <laughs> she gets captured with a bikini on. Yeah, she gets captured. Next thing you know, they're in like the fucking slave pen in the spaceship and or whatever. Uh, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> they're chained to the one. They, they break out. There's two hotties in there. And uh, they got very different builds. One's tall and skinny. The other one's kind of shorter and more voluptuous. They look like the the perfect heavy metal girlfriends for 1987. They like heavy metal, heavy metal girls. They're that real fried blonde hair that everybody yeah. that they all had in the yeah. 80s. And this they, was 87, by yeah. the way. This came out. And they're supposed to be kind of like they're supposed to be kind of like savages, okay? But they they hard they don't even have shoes, okay? They're hardcore. Yeah, they just got these fucking buckskin fucking bikinis and shit. Yeah. All right. Like, but look. strangely enough, they got hair products. They got fucking, their hair is fucking perfect. They got makeup. Makeup's on. They're fucking I was little, like, where are they keeping yeah. that shit? Like, up their ass? Yeah, a little, little. Where per- is that lip gloss, baby? <laughs> little perfect pedicure. Where's your conditioner in your hair Little perfect pedicured feet Here, let shit. me get it. <laughs> they're, they're, they're running around barefoot, but they got <laughs> pedicured feet and fucking shit. I love that. Yeah, well. <laughs> Quickly though, they escape from the fucking prison ship. It turns out that it's totally set, totally different from the, from the, from the trailer. The, yeah, Tom's like, I think the trailer was just like the first couple minutes of the movie. Yeah, because it goes it, it in like a different direction. They made the trailer out of it, and it was very deceptive about what kind of movie it's going to be. Turns out the girls are actually competent. They know how to fly spaceships. They. I kind of liked that. Though. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 pretty heroic. Um. They're brave and shit. Yeah, they're actually really smart and like yeah, really yeah, resourceful yeah, yeah. and stuff. So they didn't just well, like they yeah. look like bimbos and they kind of yeah. film them like they're bimbos, yeah, but they but don't not, act like bimbos. No. And uh, turns out that you know they, they they escape like in an escape ship. And they're yeah, they trying to figure spaceship. out what planet they should go to to run. And they go to some planet and it sucks them in on a tractor beam basically and it crashes them. And then uh, they're like, well, turns out. Me. They got this uh, hot-ass fucking bachelor and his fucking living there with his fucking castle, and he likes to fucking hunt people to death. And there's already people there and shit that he's getting ready to hunt. And when you realize real quickly that this is a retelling of the most dangerous game. Down the, have, fuck, yeah. down the fucking the philosophy and a lot of the... They have made so many adaptations yeah. of the most dangerous game, yeah. and most of them weren't even called that. <sighs> right. Like, I saw they did one on MST that was called Bloodlust... Yeah. It had the dad from the Brady Bunch in it, like, way before the Brady Bunch, because I think it was, like, late 50s. Um, it was called Bloodlust, but it was very clearly the most dangerous game. Yeah, and it really started to remind me of the uh, 
the most dangerous game episode from the Logan's Run series. Yeah, but it but is with, kind of like that. But with extra hot girls in it. It was kind of like Yeah. That. They had three hotties in there. And a dude, he gets killed. And then the guy's got an army of these robots. I kind of like to see chicks take their clothes off. It's a fucking bizarre flick. I okay, so... It. I liked it. Here was the thing. Like, so the dude, the oily guy that owns the... Yeah. The most dangerous game planet. Yeah. Because apparently he's the only person that lives there. Like, it's his yeah. private game preserve or whatever. And yeah. he's got, like, all... Yeah, he's got, like, all the paneling and all the heads on the wall. And he's all like slick. That. He's actually pretty shredded. He's a good-looking guy. He kind of looks like that dude. Kind of looks like that, that dude. That dude. You know that dude? He looked real familiar. He looked like and then the I was like... Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like um, Christian Bale a looks bit. like Christian Bale. He looks a little bit like Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. I was just kind of like... Yeah, because I kept making um, American Psycho jokes, like, when yeah. I saw him. Also, he looked a little bit, like, with his slick back hair and his, like, tight vinyl pants or whatever yeah. they were. I said he looked a, he looked a little bit like Nick Cave in the Mercy Seat video from 1988. Yeah. Except I think Nick Cave was, like, much better looking, yeah. and he had, like, a red shirt on. But yeah. it was kind of like a same... It was the same vibe. I was getting yeah. that vibe. And as it goes on, it's actually got some pretty decent map shots. and um, Yeah, it, this was much better yeah, than I was expecting. Yeah, I was it, expecting it to it's, just be... Yeah. I mean, it's low budget. Low budget, it's but trashy, it's trashy. Trashy, fun. But it's fun trashy. Yeah. And it's yeah. competently shot. It's not, yeah. you know, like I said, I've seen way fucking yeah, worse. Yeah, and you're going to see these two chicks run around fucking scantily clad inappropriately for the situation they're running around constantly in fucking nightgowns that you can see and through. just bras and panties just, like yeah, for no reason for no reason you know and they never have shoes they're fucking barefoot through the whole fucking <laughs> so thing awesome. and not a single callus on the bottom of their feet their feet they'll go through that in the woods and shit fucking being hunted and fucking survive and come back and get back in the castle and kick a motherfucker's ass and their feet aren't even dirty yep just perfect pedicured fucking feet <laughs> And they look like they stepped right out of a damn heavy metal video, like a White Snake video or some shit. Like, or a exactly Motley Crue right. video. But the cool thing about this movie is that even though everybody is kind of taking it seriously, they're kind of not at the same time. It's a fantasy. Like, film. they all look like they're having a good time. Yeah. Like, shooting the movie. Yeah. But not to a point where it's just where they're winking at the audience, if yeah. that makes any sense. You know what I mean? What I liked about it is it was pretty fast-paced. I mean, it's pretty short. I think yeah. it was only 75 minutes. Yeah, it was pretty fast-paced. They show you a lot of shit. You do laugh at a lot of the shit that they show you. It kind of makes sense. It, no, the, the, no the, the story is actually very uh, well told. It's yeah. very basic, though. It's, it's a very basic yeah. story. It, they're retelling Most Dangerous Game. The girls are cute. The dude, the bad guy's hot. So if you're, if you're a chick, you get to see that. He fucking sexually fucking sexes them up and shit. Uh, so there's kind of a BDSM element in a couple. That, it's like a heavy metal fucking... <laughs> it's kind of like a heavy metal sword and sorcery interplanetary fantasy. Kind of like something out of the magazine Heavy Metal. It's kind of like that. It kind of reminded me of that. Kind of like something out of the old Heavy Metal magazine. Uh, which has nothing to do with heavy metal music. It was just, uh, you know, it's like something you'd see there. Where they're mixing a bunch of genres together, like fantasy and sci-fi. I mean, shit, she even shows up dressed as a gladiator at one point, fucking fire. And what I did like about it is that, yeah, man, there's gratuitous, there isn't a lot of nudity in it, but there's a yeah, lot Yeah, not of, like real, like there's boobies, like yeah. you, you get to see like straight up titties, but yeah. you don't, there's no bush, there's no... No. There's no, no male nudity, no, no nothing. No real sex is shown. Not really. It's uh, pretty tame. Yeah, it's very tame, but... It, but 
those girls those girls are running around scantily clad from nice good angles they know who the market is yeah the audience is teenage boys yeah who like heavy metal and uh they got it right yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just, it, yeah. it made me laugh so much yeah. when, okay, so um, the two ladies that are in this, yeah. um, Elizabeth uh, Katan, I think is how you pronounce her mm. name, Katan, something like that. Um, There's I, actually three of them, but the two Well, main I know, but I was, yeah. yeah, the two main characters, two blondes. Yeah. Um, I actually recognized her immediately. I'm like, this this chick was in lots of movies. I recognized movies. her from Friday the 13th 7. She was in that. Yeah. She was also in Twins. She was also in Nightwish. Yeah, she, it's, she's a scream queen. And she was in Assault of the Killer Bimbos. Yeah. yeah. Like, among many other things. Yeah, and she's cute. She's real cute. And she can act enough. Adequately. Yeah. B- both the girls can. The the, the acting in this one, like I said, not it's bad. you know it's not great, but not bad. It's yeah, well, it's fine. I've seen much. Worse. I've seen much worse. This is kind of like, and they look like they're having a good time. Yeah, like I said, this is 1987's version of an asylum flick. But yeah. there's something kind of a little more charming about it because it's retro now. I was charmed. I yeah. mean, I just just yeah. like I said because they know they seem to know like how ridiculous it is. Yeah, and. They're not winking at the audience, but they're just like, ah, we're just going to have fun with this. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, obviously I'm going to go out in the forest, like hunting for something in like a tiny little white nighty and no shoes. Yeah. And not get come back after that and be clean. I'll be still clean. Yeah. And it's just, you know. (laughs) One chick went out to seduce the damn robots into the fucking water and didn't go but halfway up her shin in the water. Didn't even get wet. Yeah. Okay. I was like, you know that she told the director, she's like, I'm not getting my hair I wet. I get in there. Yeah, I'm not getting in the ocean. Fuck There's fucking sharks up. in there. Fuck it's, that. Yeah. I don't. I'm not getting funny. bait enough for this. Sorry. It's fucking funny. Yeah. And she's out there, and that that was funny too, because the other girl who's played by Cindy Beale, he, she was real funny too. She's like real sarcastic, and um, we were kind of making. I know this is mean, but we were kind of like making jokes about. Um, well, I was making jokes because Elizabeth K. Tan obviously has bigger boobs yeah. than Cindy Beale did. So, I think, I'm not sure if this was this joke, but there was a joke later on in the movie where they had the map to this temple thing that they were supposed to get to because the dude was haunting them. It's a long story. So, so Elizabeth K. Tan's character, who was, what was her fucking name? Um, uh, the, the other one was Tisa. Daria. Tisa. Daria. Yeah, yeah, Tisa. Daria was Daria, Elizabeth yeah. K. Tan's character. So, she had the map, and she put it in Tisa's bra. Yeah. And then she said, you need this more than I do. Yeah, like and I'm like, bra. bitch! Yeah, yeah, I'm like, was that... I was like, yeah. did she just tell her that... Was she just making a joke about her being flat? Because I'm like, one, that's yeah. hilarious. But two, that's like kind of mean. Two, she wasn't totally flat. She wasn't totally she, flat, uh, no. She, uh, she was just flat in comparison yeah, yeah, to... Yeah. So we kind of made a joke yeah. because it's... Yeah. And then when they made that joke, I'm like, oh, they seem to be aware yeah. that her boobs aren't as big as... Yeah. And Elizabeth K. Tan's boobs were just like regular size. They weren't like enormous or They're anything. They are like me. Yeah, Tom. Uh, Tom knows. Uh, He's a boobologist. Yeah, t- yeah, yeah. Tisa's were were probably like a small C. Fucking the the other one. What was her name? No, Daria was the was the, the one with the, the was the short yeah, one yeah, with the, the short, bigger boobs. Yeah, she's probably like a small C. The other one was like a B. All right. The thing is, though, is they they were both they're both fine. Oh yeah, I mean, they're both fine. Uh, the taller, skinnier one, like the B cup chick. What was her name again? Uh, uh, t- Tisa. Tisa. Tisa was her character's name. Tisa. She's just a different popular body style of that era which is kind of just taller and aquiline she's got real nice legs and stuff you know and i kind of liked her better because she was like snarkier yeah yeah i was kind of a little shorter and a little little bit more voluptuous but they still were 
like uh, I want to say they're not like uh, fashion models, more like pinup girls, kind of like yeah, like yeah. penthouse pets. They were about like that. yeah, um, which I liked those better. All right, I think a lot of dudes. Yeah, do. guys were more into like penthouse pet type stuff than fucking models. Um, but no, they got it right. Um, and what I really liked about the movie is that the female characters were good. They were good. They they were smart. They uh, fucking were heroic, and they won in the end. And uh, they were like, it was male fantasy shit. It was like, you know, they had these teenage guys going, man, I wish my girlfriend, wish I had a girlfriend that was that hot and that badass. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know. Because the interesting thing, yeah. and we were talking about this when we were watching the movie, because this, <laughs> this is how we roll. Yeah. But because we had watched the trailer yeah. beforehand, because it just comes on automatically on Amazon. And the way they made the movie look in the trailer was this is going to be nonstop hot chicks getting... Sexually assaulted, so, yeah, pretty and, much. Yeah, and they can't do anything about it. And being chained up. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that happens in literally the first minute or two yeah. of the movie, but they immediately escape, yeah. steal a spaceship, and get the fuck off that planet, and then they go to this other planet, and yeah, they get hunted, but it's like that from the minute they get there, they're constantly like figuring out shit, like, how are we going to get out of here? How are we going to like yeah. get... So I like that they kind of... I don't know if I want to call it a bait and switch, but they were kind of like well, it was definitely a bait going to like teenage boys. It's yeah. like, hey, see hot chicks get raped, but yeah. it's just kind of like the movie is not. There is one rape scene in it, but it Nothing doesn't happens in it. Really. Not not really. Like yeah. it doesn't last very long. Yeah, and um, you know, and and then she it gets, gets rescued. It gets right. Yeah, the other girl stays there. Now there is an implied rape. They don't show it. Yeah, uh, and this is with Brink Stevens. Uh, Brink Stevens is her name, right? Yeah, yeah she's, she's like a very famous sque- scream queen. She's, yeah. I recognized her from Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolorama, yeah. but she was in like a bunch of other stuff as well. Yeah, she's a real hot brunette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's in this yeah. too. She's on the planet already. Like when yeah. they get there, like her and her brother are. Yeah, there. even she dies a heroic death. She get she fucking gives her life to save. Like the sacrifices other. herself, Sacrifice like to save the other ones, right. so the other ones can get away. So it's just like I really kind of like that they did that. I like that they kind of like sold it as like an like an exploitation flick. It's like, hey, just see these women get fucked up. But then like when you see the actual movie, yeah, you get to see their boobies and everything like that. And there are scenes like that, but the women are very proactive. I remember being that age though and falling for that. Right. For that kind of tactic. What it is is it's it's pull it's pulling on the sympathy strings. Yeah. You're seeing this Beautiful chicks. They're showing them scantily clad. Something bad happened to them. Well, you got to see this, man, because you might be able to fucking help out. <laughs> you know what I'm about? Yeah, yeah. We got to stop this. I get That's it. what it is. That's what. No, I have to I, save you. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna save them. You know. There you go. And that wasn't what it was all. They, they saved. They saved their own. They saved their own. Yeah, yeah. But that's. <laughs> you guys can back me up on that. They know how to fly spaceships. They know how to yeah, shoot yeah. laser guns. Yeah. They know yeah. how to beat robots up. Yeah. They know how to trick robots. They can do all that shit. Yeah. What they are is they're basically <laughs> female. The female equivalent of you know, cute little Conan chicks in a that can fly spaceships and shoot ray guns. It's like something out of out of heavy metal magazine. Which kind of makes sense in the context yeah. of the universe of the movie because yeah. I mean it's implied that when they got taken from their planet or you know kidnapped by the robots or whatever mm-hmm. that it's like they lived on a planet. They're just running around in loincloths and bare feet, so it's like they were tough. They lived on this yeah, planet. They yeah. had to. You yeah, I mean? they can instantly fly a spaceship. I don't know how that happens, but they knew exactly, and they could even run the navigational computers and shit, remember? Yeah. They knew. And we were kind of like, well, when that happened, because that happens like in the first couple yeah, minutes like, of the movie. They can shoot, they can fly and shit. I was just like, awesome! Yeah. 
they were just like, fuck this, we're out of here. And it's like, hey, I know how to fly one of these, blah, blah, blah. And then they like, they yeah, knew the like names pretty... of other planets. Yeah. Okay. They knew where everything was and shit like that. Yeah. So I guess they weren't that primitive. Yeah, so that was like, well, I guess in the universe of this, there was a lot of that going on in the 80s. I feel like there was this kind of combination of kind of primitive stuff with, like I said, that's why there was that whole sword and sorcery thing, where it was just kind of like kind of sci-fi, but also, you know, caveman, like sci-fi caveman kind of shit going on. There was a lot of that kind of crossover. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I did kind of like that about the whole thing, that they knew what they were doing. I wanted to like... There's a character in this, though, and I can't... Maybe I'm thinking about this more than... Obviously, I'm thinking about this more than the people that made the movie did. But there's a character in this who I wasn't sure if he was a robot or a mutant or whatever. But it's like whenever he turned up, I'm just like, hey, it's, you know, Beefcake the Mighty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like the lost member of Guar or whatever. Because he kind of looked like one of the members of Guar from back in the day. And I couldn't figure out what his deal was because the bad guy the hunter guy on the planet he had some robots that were guards but then there was this other situation going on with this dude who was kind of like a robot but then also kind of like a monster like i said who kind of looked like he was in guar oh no not talking about no and yeah. okay so what was the deal with that because he seemed to be kind of yeah. helping them but then yeah. they were kind of like ah fuck that guy and they like killed him anyway yeah that was what that was is that was a rip off predator Right. He was like a... But why was he helping them, though? I don't think he was. Mm. I think he just kind of was kind of shot in a bad way. They were just leaving it... I think he was attacking them, I think. Or maybe he was helping them and they they murdered him. And they were just like, ah, fuck that. He's probably a bad guy. Look at him, for Christ's sake. Because I couldn't figure that out. Because it's like he seemed to be like taking out the robots and then they're like, ah, fuck him. And they shot him anyway. And I'm just like, wow, harsh. I think it was because, you know, a predator was probably out by the... So on the game planet was also an alien predator. This was the same year that Predator came out. I think this came out the same year. As Maybe predator. Scuttlebutt got out. Maybe because he's hmm. like a reptile. His jaws go sideways, and he's yeah. got high tech weapons on him. I think it was a rip off Predator. I just couldn't figure it out because there's this whole scene at the beginning where there's like a fight. And I don't then, think they knew. Uh, probably not. I said, "Well, that's what I said while you were gone." I said, "I'm yeah, probably thinking about this more than like anybody that made this movie did." No. They're just kind of like, "Hey, man," because I think this was, this, yeah. this was a full moon uh, entertainment yeah. release, and that was yeah. kind of their whole thing was like doing exploitation movie. Another thing is that there may have been other scenes that were deleted. That's true, and they may have changed it. He maybe he was going to be helping them at first, but then they decided they didn't want to go that route. They're like, nah. yeah, so. Because they just blew his ass up. They blew his ass up. Yeah. I was just wondering about it. Now, here's... cool weapons. Yeah. Shooting fucking One one of the ones at the end, I'm pretty sure it was... I'm pretty sure it was a leaf blower. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure. It's just one (laughs) fucking... She's got this sonic gun that she took from the alien, I think. Didn't she get that off the Predator alien? She knew all about it. Well, they found that temple, and then there was that big, like, coffin-looking thing, and it had all the weapons in it. Which is right, right out of Aliens versus Predator. Yeah. So she got the fucking... Oh, maybe Aliens vs. Predator that, like, ripped that off. So then uh, she gets this uh, leaf blower weapon that shot... I mean, the end of, of it sonic, looks like a leaf blower. Yeah, shot some kind of sonic ray. And she she reasons along with her friend there, Tisa, well, shit, if I go 360 degrees, the fucking... The echoes and everything from the sonic weapon will bounce back and I'll find out the, the exit. 
So she yeah. just does it 180 degrees, though, and she goes... Well, they're back-to-back, so they're I guess I guess that kind of counts. No, because she never fucking came around and got that other, got that, got her side. Well, see, I thought the implication was that the weapon that Tisa had was also a sonic weapon. Oh, okay. So uh, they were they covering were 300... Weapons. I guess. I don't okay. know. They didn't make that super clear. Yeah. They were but two different weapons. You know what I mean. And then she goes, it's that way. And I was like, okay... I like at one point, too, like, they actually set traps for the oily dude that was hunting them. Yeah. Zed, his name was. Mm. And um, I thought, because this, this would have been awesome if they'd done this. I thought that she, because she made this, like, spiky thing, and he ran right into it like a dumbass. And I thought it went, like, right into his dick. And I've been like, <laughs> awesome! But no, it was just his thigh. I was like, no, oh, I was kind of disappointed. But oh well. Also, here's a funny, f- funny, uh, fun fact about this movie. This movie has actually been mentioned on uh, the floors of the Senate. Because back in 1992, good old Jesse Helms, if you remember that old fart. I remember that guy, yeah, I remember the name. Um, he mentioned this movie specifically. He was trying to, they were trying to do something, they were trying to, um, they were trying to do like the Cable Act of 1992, where they were yeah. trying to, because they were like, oh my God, this child was scrolling through Cable one night and came across this movie and were traumatized for life. And so Cable channels should block these kind of movies. Like, they can't show them anymore and stuff like that. Like, it didn't pass. But he was trying to get this movie. Well, he just wanted to talk about this one because it has a sensational title. Yeah. This movie's tame as shit. It is very tame. I mean, seriously, yeah, there's titties. Um, There's a couple titty shots. There's sex scenes, but they're like you don't really see anything other than boobs. Yeah. There's a rape yeah. scene, but you don't hardly see anything. There's another rape scene, but it's implied, like they don't even show anything. Yeah, like but, okay. you show they show Brink Stevens like like um bound to a table like from the side and she's naked and stuff. And they imply that that guy raped her, but they don't show it. They don't it. show it, right. They do show him like tr- kind of raping her toward the end, but like it but he gets yeah, but interrupted. It's not, but it's not even penetration, it's just kind of pawing on her. Yeah, he's just kinda like she he not, puts her like over a table yeah, and it's like pawing yeah, on her. Yeah, the, but then it, I mean it's nothing com- it's nothing like fucking last house on the left or no. I spit on your grave or anything no. like that. Jesus no. Christ. Not it's even, not even re- remotely close even, to that. Not even like Death Wish One. No, not even close. That's what I mean. It's not, it was it, it's very theatrical. Or shit, it's, like it's honestly, looking. one of the worst rape scenes ever, other than I Spit on Your Grave, which I can't I can hardly watch, like the one from the seventies, um, was that French film Irreversible. Ugh, God, I had a hard time yeah. sitting through that fucking shit because it went on a long time. Yeah. Well, the one in I Spit on Your Grave does too. I have a hard time watching that shit in movies. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just kind of like this was like nothing. Compared to that. So it's just, like, really funny yeah. that it just kind of shows how fucking sensitive those bitches were back in the 80s. This is so fucking tame. Jesse Helms probably didn't see this. I don't he just know. heard How it. would he have just seen it? See this. And let, although, I kind of feel like those kind of, like, those old dudes that are, like, super, like, upright like that, they're, like, the biggest fucking freaks, man. They're oh, probably yeah. They're probably watching all kind of, like, yeah. creep shit. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And, like, jerking it, too. Yeah, and so, somebody, one of his staff just put this title down. Right. In the fucking speech. They, those dudes are fake. They're fake today, and they were fake back then. They're, they're actors. Basically. I mean, the more you go on about how morally upright you are, oh yeah, you're dangerous. The, the worse you are. Yes. The the more yeah. shit you have to hide. Yeah, yeah. The more you're trying to cover. Because if you don't have anything to hide, then you'll yeah. just kind of let it all hang out. Well, it's a technique that they're using. It's not for them. It's for the audience. Yeah, and I know. they're just trying to trying to. Get I'm just surprised done. anybody falls yeah. for it. So. Don't but listen it's a, to them. But like, yeah, like yeah, so. It's, it's all of them. Yeah. It's just funny them. that like back in the early '90s, he was at least trying to get a fucking law passed that cable couldn't because some. 
innocent child somewhere might see a tit. <laughs> Good lord. Oh my god, it's not like half the fucking world's population doesn't have yeah, them, for Christ's really sake. Well, yeah. actually, like, technically, men have tits, too, so, you know. The thing is, though, is the movie wasn't about that. That didn't even really stand out. Not really. No. I mean, yeah, there's there was, tits in it. Just and yeah, there's of them. But really, what you're mostly seeing is uh, fucking girls in bikinis running around. Yeah. Nice legs. Yeah. Nice booties. Yeah, there's not, like, a real lack of, like, nudity no. nudity. Oh, oh. Like, yeah, you see some tits, like, every now and then. But, yeah, mostly they're just walking around in, like, skimpy outfits. Skimpy outfits and cleavage. Like, and running around in just skimpy yeah, outfits. Yeah, yeah. Like, with their boobs kind of exactly jiggling. exactly what a teenage boy want to see. Right. They fucking did a good job. And back in the Wish day, when you couldn't get free porn yes. everywhere, yep. this is yeah. this was the best thing that you this had. This is what you would have seen fucking late night on Cinemax or HBO. You would stayed up all night to see this shit. You're fucking 15. <laughs> right. Four, not, even, not even 15. You're like 13. You're 13. You're staying up to see this shit. <laughs> you know I mean? You see it and you go, oh, yeah, hell yeah. That was great, man. Fucking you tell your buddy, but you, you see that? Yeah, we saw it. All three of you sitting there drinking right out of a two liter of pop and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking tater chips and shit. Damn, look at her. Look, 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 look. <laughs> You're fucking 13. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah. Like I said, it's... Y'all guys, you, you guys know. In a way, it's like... Teenagers nowadays, it's like... It's so easy. Like, you can just see whatever the fuck... Whatever freaky shit you want to see. It's yeah. like just... It's a click away. Yeah, Back then, think, yeah, I don't think they even care about it anymore. Well, because it's everywhere, it's, everywhere, it's yeah. ubiquitous. It's like back then, you could it was harder to get. Yeah. So it was just like, ooh, like it felt like a lot more illicit. It's a very narrow band of the universe we lived in. Right. We had a few channels. Like back then, you know, it's like nowadays people are just kind of like, hey, I want to see a woman fucking a goat. Oh, oh, okay, there we, there, there we is. go, there it is. Yeah. It's a, there's multiple. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like so nothing is shocking anymore, really, which. I don't know. I kind of like. Kind of sad in a way. Well, I kind of like that though. Well, we were in a we were in a universe of mystery though. Things That's true. Mysterious. I do. I well, that yeah. there is some allure to that. Yeah. I get. I get it. Yeah. Um. But I think in a way, I think it's kind of healthier, like for people's psykes, just for everything, just to be hanging out there. Kinda. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. To an extent. I mean, you know, up to a certain. Up to a certain point. Up to a certain point. Yeah. Also, I think your intelligence has a lot to do with it. But yeah, so it's just yeah. like this movie is just so it's just funny that it caused such a brouhaha back in the fucking late eighties and early nineties because there's like literally nothing to it. It's just kind yeah. of like like I said, I've seen way way worse shit. Actually, I've seen way worse shit that came out in the seventies. Yeah, like and this was like late eighties. Like some of the movies I saw in the seventies were way more fucked up than this. Yeah, this was a good spirited movie. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just fun. It's yeah, kind of yeah, cute yeah. and fun, and it's like yeah. you know, they were just playing off the of Conan. Sure. And, and and Star Crash. Remember the movie Star Crash? Yeah. I like Star Crash and Conan. Well, that's, and, that's got your girl in it, Caroline Monroe. Oh, shit, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Star Crash and Conan. Everybody loves Caroline Monroe. All that shit. There were Star Wars ripoffs, but they just use a tired old story in most dangerous game. Because easy to do. And uh, Came out in the 20s. You don't got to yeah, pay anybody any licensing fees. You don't have to worry about copyright. And uh, most teenagers of that era probably wouldn't know this most dangerous game yeah they wouldn't know like that it was based yeah. on this boy, that was ass. a great story boy because shit, shit i read that story in like junior high yeah. i think yeah. i think it came out in the 20s 1924 i think that story came out yeah but i remember you know we read it like in school but they have made like a zillion movie adaptations of it and most yeah. of them aren't called the most dangerous game because they're trying to like get one over i guess yeah. like i said you this can get was away this with generic it. story a generic story that they could tell that was copyright free yeah, they renamed it a sensational name to sell it that way to teenage guys. 
Well, and, and it worked on me too because I'm sitting there going, "Slave yeah. Girls from Beyond Infinity." We have oh, to watch that. Gotta see that one. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't slaves; they were captives. They weren't slaves. Yeah, that, that. yeah. It's like I said; it's a little bit of a misnomer. Of, they're misnaming things. Yeah, they were um, captives and they got away. And like I said, they were really only in chains for like a minute. Yeah, and because. Daria immediately, she's like chained to the floor and she's like, fuck this, pow, pow. Yeah. She just like gets out and the other chick's like, wow, yeah. awesome. Like, and they just yeah. like fucking got out and then they stole a spaceship. Yeah. And then it goes to the other planet. Yeah. So, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I just thought that was like pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. The whole, even though, like you said, it was kind of a bait and switch. Yeah. But in, a, in the nowadays, best possible way. A, in the best possible way. a trauma film or a fucking. Yeah. Or a, what's the other one? Fucking Asylum. It would have been that. Although I kind of feel like Asylum are kind of more known for, well, I guess this is kind of a ripoff because it's a ripoff of a short story. Asylum are more known for, it's like, what's the big blockbuster that's yeah. out right now? Let's make something like that with a title that's almost exactly the same. Yeah. We're going to redo Transformers. Yeah. Shit like that. And they call it like Transmorphers yeah, or Transmorphers something. Transmorphers. And then like, yeah, like Pacific Rim comes out. Let's make Atlantic Rim. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which they did. That was yeah. on, that was on Rift Tracks actually. And Antarctic Rim. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it works. Yeah, yeah. You can't shit on them too fucking hard. Ass. And then they know that you know that you're watching a ripoff. They'll they'll fucking bag on the fact that you're watching a ripoff. Fucking, those are good flicks, man. And they always get like they always get these actors that were like real big on like fucking yeah. shows in the '90s and yeah. stuff, and they're like kind of past their prime. Yeah, but then they'll have some unabashedly hot chicks in there. Well, yeah, that, like that, jiggling that, boobies. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of the equivalent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of the equivalent. Yeah, we she's still, there to be hot. That's it. Right. We still have yeah. the thing. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, she's a physicist, and yeah, she's yeah. like, wow, she's with these physicist. big titties, like, hanging yeah, out. fucking double G titties. <laughs> Physicists with double G implants. Not okay. saying there aren't some physicists out there that have double G titties. Yeah. I'm sure there. I'm sure yeah, there's a few. Yeah, yeah. And she's got a gun and everything. <laughs> and she's beautiful also a, and she's also a ninja. Yeah, beautiful so. ass hair. She's also a ninja. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <it is> great. <laughs> like I said, if you're gonna go that route, then just go, pile it on. That's right. That's Make it as yeah. ridiculous as possible. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, lot yeah, more yeah. fun for everyone yeah. involved. <laughs> the worst thing you can make is a boring movie. Yeah. Just if you can't make it good, just at least don't make it boring. Just make it as fucking ridiculous. One as of the, one of my favorite movies was made by Asylum, and it, it, it's a masterpiece. Fucking Nazis from the center of the earth. It's That's a, a great fucking movie. Fucking it is so fun, and it is accurate. It's so it's fun. It's historically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we've gone on at great length about one of our favorite bad movies, which is Velocipaster, mm-hmm. which was not made by Asylum. That's good. No, but they just had a great fucking concept. They had like no money, but yeah. They leaned into it, but they were also, like, real genuine. Yeah. And, like, made it real earnestly, and I think that made it work even better. Hey, because that was... Room. Oh, my God. It's just... talking too much. Oh, me? I'm talking too much? <laughs> oh, my God. Go fuck yourself, Tom. <laughs> he tells me I'm talking too much. And he's already been pee, like, two, like the, the second or third time. He's always going to the bathroom. Ben says slave chains from Wish. Yeah. Clearly, they were. Because it's like, well, the whole setup was the other chick, Tisa, I guess she'd been, I don't think they specified, like, how long she had been there, but she's just like, oh, I already tried to get out, it's useless, or whatever. And, like, this other chick shows up, and she's like, fuck that, and she's like, pa-pow, and she gets out, like, immediately, and Tisa's like, oh, I guess my upper body strength isn't what I thought it was, you know what I mean? So then they both get out, but yeah. So they're definitely, definitely not the greatest, because I'm pretty sure you couldn't just pull the fucking chain apart like that. Unless they were from Wish. 
Maybe they were plastic. I don't know. Um, Tammy says a girl has to keep all that knowledge somewhere. Sometimes it slips down to the titties. <laughs> well, that was kind of one of the... Because we were... I mean, we were actually really enjoying this movie. But, you know, I, I've been an MST fan for so long that I can't help but, like, reflexively, like, make jokes about movies. Like, even good ones. Like, while I'm watching them. So, which makes me a really annoying person to watch movies with. I'm just saying. No, but I like this movie. But out, I, of the, out of these two movies, I would give it. I would give my ratings to this one. I think it's five stars in its in its type, in its genre, which is B movie. I take Slave Girls, and it knows what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it had like some. It yeah. actually had some lines in it that genuinely like made me laugh. You were laughing, yeah. <laughs> and not like in a wah wah kind of way, but I'm just like, oh my god, that was genuinely funny. Now we saw one after this that was uh, better. Maybe we'll talk about that one later. But I haven't finished it because I fell I fell asleep. Yeah. We got a few more minutes. We got to finish it. That one was called the Phantom Empire. The Phantom Empire. It that was Jeffrey just the, Combs in it. And Jeffrey Combs was in it. And yeah. I fucking love Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. We had a whole Jeffrey Combs marathon over the yeah. weekend because, like I said, if you weren't here at the beginning, we actually rewatched all the Reanimator movies over the weekend yeah. just because, because. And um, every time, if every time, like we're watching all the reanimator movies, I'm like, God, I fucking love Jeffrey Combs, yeah. man. He's like his facial expressions. Are Fa- so Phantom Empire's um, a different kind of movie. We might review it later. It's better than than, than Slave Girls from the Edge of Infinity. Is that what's called Edge of Infinity? No, from Beyond Infinity. From Beyond Infinity. Beyond Infinity. Okay. I don't even know. That's yeah. far away, y'all. Yeah. I don't even know. Phantom Empire is more kind of like one of those uh, uh, fucking uh, forty and movies like fucking uh, at earth's core yeah it kind of reminded me of something like yeah. that most british flicks where like we're going in this cave and there's all yeah. these like troglodyte type yeah the people that time creatures yeah it's kind of it's kind of more like that that, that kind of stuff kind of more like that. they go into a cave and come out still st- they come out in the inner earth where there's a sky and a fucking sun and how so kind of like it's kind of like the mole people yeah, too. like the mole, like the mole yeah. people is kind of like that also and they like got a hot the ass alien chick with big old boobs who's Molesting Jeffrey Combs and it, it's, Jeffrey's okay. Jeffrey's with it. like, oh, well, if you say so, she's like, she got these big old cans and shit, fucking blonde hair. Like He's like, hey, it's part of her culture. I'm yeah, not going yeah. to. I'm not going. Yeah, to. Robbie the Robot was in it. They dressed Robbie the Robot. Ro- yeah, that was totally Robbie the Robot. Yeah, it may, it may change its head so it looked different, but that was Robbie the Robot. They had to fight that. There's um, troglodyte people in the cave that are cannibals. There's uh, fucking savage girls that fucking wear fucking rawhide bikinis just like in this movie they're in there uh, maybe that's why they recommended this one next yeah, they're like yeah. hey you like rawhide bikinis here's yeah. some more <laughs> yeah so it's, it's kind of like that it's kind of like those old British movies but it's American yeah it's funny though it's fucking got hilarious they obviously they had the car- the, the actors themselves are writing some of the dialogue yeah because some of the lines in this were super funny some too. Lines super like funny. genuinely like yeah, super funny they didn't have a writer that writing that shit that was the actors fucking doing that shit it was fucking funny they, they were, also seemed like they were because they were telling time. them to just ad lib a lot of shit they were back you know it, was, it had to have been Ben says, the smarter a woman is, the bigger her jugs will be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the sexier her little glasses will be. Sexier little, little glasses. Yeah. Well, well, Tammy argues that the knowledge has to go somewhere, and sometimes it yeah. goes into the titties. Yeah. That's where all my knowledge is. Right in here. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Do a titty drop, Jen. If I ever need some, if I ever need some information... <laughs> I just need to pull it, just pull it out like like a Kleenex coming out of the box. 
Is that weird? I don't know. Tammy said, uh, pissing a lot? Might want to get that prostate checked. LOL. I heard getting pegs can help with that. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, Tom. Yeah, you piss piss a lot, but not much comes out, man. My shit fucking comes out. (laughs) Ew. Okay. I drink a lot all day long. Yeah, he does. Uh, Yeah, I'm drinking a lot. Man, just right before the show, we went to fucking Dollar General and he got like a whole bunch of soda. Sodas and shit, yeah. I don't really drink soda. I don't like it all. I fucking love soda. But he'll just like fucking drink all yeah. of it. So you just drink all of that because I don't drink yeah. anything. Like soda and milk. I'll drink milk with ice in it too. I used to drink milk a lot, but oh, I don't yeah. really. I kind of lost the taste for it. Yeah. I, I used to drink a lot when I was growing up. Gotta make my protein requirements. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, ben said, Have you seen Dr. Reanimator's dance hit, Move Those Bones? I have not. Uh, Joseph says, I like the Jeffrey Combs episode of Masters of Horror. He played Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He went on tour for that. He did, yeah. Um,. Man, we were kind of talking about it last night. It's we like, were man, talking, can we find him? Is he on tour? And he probably wouldn't be coming to Florida because they got to go down and come back. Yeah, up. a lot of people don't come to Florida. Yeah. I can't really say I blame him, but yeah, it's a, it's I would a like to route. see him like yeah. do like the live shit, or I would like to like meet him at a convention or something. He seems like yeah. a cool dude. I really I like Jeffrey. Want to have him on the show as a guest? Yeah, he seems like he'd be fun. We can yeah. all we could all get drunk with Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, he drinks on on podcasts. And that's what we, yeah, and so do yeah, we. Yeah. So we have something in common. He's like a great Wayne guest. Thing. He's a great guest. <laughs> I don't know if he'll come on a show this small. Probably not. But uh, yeah, he's a great guest. But just rewatching all the Reanimator movies yeah. um, over the weekend, I was just kind of like, man, he's like so underappreciated. I yeah. feel like I fucking love Jeffrey Combs. He's yeah. like fucking. He cracks me up. And all those movies are good. All those movies are good. They didn't make the. They just made the three, right? As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator, and Beyond Reanimator. Yeah, the last one that was now. Brian from Yesman Beyond does. is a very similar. Yeah, we watched from Beyond That's too. Good too, yeah. Um, that had Dagon's really good, but he's not in it. I'm trying to think what else he's in. Uh, Necronomicon, he's in that. He yeah, plays, he plays. He he plays H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, he plays H.P. Lovecraft. They got fucking. They, they it's an anthology. It's an anthology. It's good. I liked it. I want to see it again. It's from the nineties. I think it's from ninety four. I want to say. Yeah, that must be in some kind of legal limbo because I think it has. We couldn't find it anywhere. I don't think you can find DVDs or Blu rays of it. Really weird. It It seemed to have like fallen through the cracks. Yeah, we reviewed it like a few years ago. I I don't know what's happened to it since then. We saw it on on YouTube for free. Yeah, we looked last night, but I didn't find it. I mean, I'll look again tomorrow to see, but I don't. I couldn't find it last night. I looked. Couldn't find it free. You couldn't find it to rent. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of a bummer, because yeah. I remember kind of liking that. But yeah. All right, so it's almost 9 o'clock, so you yeah. want to wrap it up? Yep. All righty. So we're going to wrap it up for the evening. Hope you guys enjoyed the double feature. Um, for Wednesday's show, we're actually going back to the true crime. We are going to talk about a Korean serial killer, Yoo Young-chul, uh, also known as the Raincoat Killer. All oh, right. So we're going to talk about him. Uh, so that should be fun. That's what one in the poll. And we haven't done true crime in a while, so that should be pretty fun. So hopefully you guys can make it for that. So have a good rest of your evening. Have a good day tomorrow. And we'll see you again on Wednesday night. Good night.